right. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the duo, the vet, the old man, Dwight, at 517-2214. Joined again as I am every week with the prodigy, the brains behind the operation, young SJ, at SJ Basketball 8. If y'all can't hear it in my voice, I am live. I had today off. The Mavs have won. We made it to the second round. SJ, how are you doing this beautiful, beautiful afternoon? Well, I am doing fantastic, actually. Um, I see we have that in common. I am also not, um, I'm also at home as well. So I am really doing great. Like, we're in the second round. And never did I have like a doubt that we'd be like no matter how like I know y'all probably saw I was so nervous but you know of course like I was really nervous these are like the biggest games you know for the Mavericks in a while you know what I mean since like 2014 when we were in the playoffs you know against like the Spurs so I mean you can say last year too but like you know what I mean we weren't were we really going to beat the Clippers no we weren't so but this was like the best you know not best matchup for us maybe you could really give or take us or Denver but I feel like Denver would have been better given the circumstances that um they didn't have like their full roster but whatever um we made it out that's the whole point of this we made it out and now we're on to the next round yeah um I'm not gonna hold you we recorded the pod was it Sunday Last episode was Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday. We and we good. we talked, you know, we both were in agreement. Like, hey, these boys is done. They're not winning another game. We're going to pack them up. And then I seen you on the timeline. I was seriously concerned for you because I'm like, hey, bro, she don't talk like this. And I know and you well. Like, nerve. it was really just nerves. Because, you know, like, it was all, like, 2-1, you know, you're like, okay. You, yeah. know, you could have confidence at 2-1 because at worst, you're coming out 2-2. And that's what happened, 2-2. Right, so now it's like, okay, I was confident. Like, never did I think they were going to lose. I really didn't. Like, I couldn't see it at home. Like, if it was in Utah, maybe. If game five was in Utah, maybe. That's why I was like, home court is so important in this series. That's why I've been saying that. And I feel like home court kind of saved us, especially with the Luka injury. Um, I feel like if Jazz had home court, like, you know, where they had to play at home first, you know, I – we could go back and forth where the things would have been different, but you, you never know. Now we would never know. But, um, yeah, I just think I never thought they would lose game five, but it was like, hey, what if something, you know, we just saw a Mickey Mouse win, you know, from them in game four. And usually things like that don't happen, like, back to back. But still, you're like, um, and to that point, you know, Mitchell hadn't been playing well. You thought, oh, maybe, you know, he's due for an explosion or something. I was considering maybe another – you know, alternative, you know, ending, but that's where the nerves came from. But no, never did I think they were going to, like, lose the game. Couldn't fathom it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what, personally, I don't know what came over me, but I shit you not. Like, I truly had no doubts we were going to win game five. Like, when I say I wasn't, but I'm talking about before the game, during the game, like, I just, I knew we would beat them. Uh, I rewatched game four, and I just watched 
you know, Luca was a little tentative. Um, Jalen missed some shots that he normally makes. And I'm just like, dog, we're going to beat these dudes at the crib. There's no way we're losing that we've game. We've been better than them since game one. Yeah, yeah. That in game one, we could have stole. In game one, if we made free throws, we could have stole the game. You yeah. know what I mean, I don't think we were necessarily better than them because I feel like they had Bogdanovich going off on, and he was efficient. Like, our guys were okay, but they weren't efficient. Like, Brunson wasn't efficient in game one. Neither was Dinwiddie. And Gobert was just the best player on the floor. Like, even though he didn't make a shot, he was actually, like, pretty dominant in that game. So, I feel like they maybe outplayed us. I mean, they won that game. And from there on out, like, even though they got one more game, we've been better than them. <laughs> we've been better than them throughout the series. And I feel like if you couldn't see that, that's why when people are, like, tripping on the timeline, like, during these games, I'm like, do you guys not know the team by now? Like, it's really a pattern. Like, oh, they go down big – and you can clearly pinpoint the reasons. It's not it, like... It don't even be that big, SJ. It'd be like nine or ten points. That's what I'm saying. Those yeah, was, it was like 12 the points. The timeline was, was crumbling. Yeah, it was just 12 points. With the shooters that we have, you shouldn't be tripping over 12 points, especially given the fact that the only reason... Not the only reason, but we were missing a lot of good looks, which is why... Which led to us being down. We got a lot of good looks. We got a lot of good looks. And I said... The shots will start falling. Like they just will. Like percentages, we were like old for like 10. Like, you know, like the percentages are gonna even out. And they did, especially when kid, you know, great adjustments. That's the thing. That's another thing. We make great halftime adjustments. We do. Like you you said on the timeline, you were like, you want to know, you know, what kid is saying to them at halftime. Like, I would like to know that too, because it's it's crazy. Like they make great and the thing you think about like the Mavs of, you know, past, we were horrible in the um, third quarter. And we used to say the same thing about Rick. We want to know what Rick is telling them at halftime, but it was in the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, what are, was he telling them to make them come out like this, like lackadaisical and losing leads and just, or going down big or something. But now it's the opposite. Like they're motivated to win the game. And I'll take that granted. I would like us to be, um, you know, consistent throughout, you know, for, quarters but that's just um you know best case scenario no team is going to be that perfect all the time but if we're stepping up when it's getting it onto the wire I'll take that and um that's what this team is at the end of the day they're gonna fight um and yeah I don't this is the first half I'm not if we're in the second half and we're like still down big and we can't like get over the hump then you're like yeah this is not the game for it but if we're in the first half yeah please don't get to um unless the lead is like 30 40 in the first half you know what I mean and in that case what are we doing but um yeah I, I just don't I, I think this team has showed us who they were for a while now and I don't think this should be a shock to anyone no um it, I just thought we would beat them I, I'm gonna go ahead and say it I'm gonna talk my shit about I'm not I'm not trying to victory lap or shit on anybody. We all mass fans we want. No, it's not and the thing but, is we're but, not but, shooting but, on you know, but, but 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 SJ. Dog, we said that they were gonna win. We said how they were gonna win. We said who was gonna play well. We said who wasn't gonna play well. And we told you niggas why they wasn't gonna play well. I ain't saying I'm smart. I, I joke about you being the brains of the operation, but SJ, we got day jobs, right? But dog, we be we know what the fuck we be talking about sometime. And I feel like this of all mm -hmm. things you have, if you listen to this pod 
you know we called exactly how this shit was going to play out. And we said it was going to play out how it was going to play out. Now, Down I'm not to gonna, the number of games. Exactly. And I'm not going to lie to y'all and say I thought Jalen Brunson would be averaging 28. Yeah, not 28. We, I'm not going to jack that. I'm not jacking 28. Like, yeah. But I did think he was going to average like 24. I, I did. I, in my I, heart of hearts, I had around 22. I had around 22, 23. I thought he was going to be like 22-ish, you know, with I, good efficiency. I thought, I thought it was going to be like 24, 25 on that mediocre was good, but that was Yeah, but that was my, not not with um Luca. With Luca, I thought he was going to be 24, 25. But I thought with Luca, like if Luca played the whole series, he probably would have been around there. But gotcha. yeah, 20. Yeah. Um, 28 yeah. is still crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 28. And like, even, even, we, and even when Luca came back, it was still 24. And actually, let's not even reduce his numbers just to this series. Jalen Brunson leads the playoffs in total points per, you know, total points scored. So I, I think it's not even just like he played well, you know, for the series. Like, and people are saying it's just the Jazz or whatever, whatever. Why is why has he scored? He has scored more points than Giannis, and Giannis played the Bulls. Yeah, other, other, other niggas think like the, other niggas played bad defenses in the playoffs. Exactly. They ain't performed like Jalen Brunson. Get the fuck out my face with that. Think about that, Jim. I mean, Jimmy didn't play, so I, I won't talk about Jimmy. Um, but I was gonna say Atlanta played a bad defense too, but that wasn't for yourself. Leave him out, but still, he's fucking. He makes forty million dollars a year. Exactly, exactly. I want to hear that shit. Come on, man, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's he has just done, and people are. I mean, I'm not. I haven't seen it yet. I anticipate it, but I don't want to put that energy in the air about like, oh, this is maybe just a contract year or whatever, or you know, just a contract like burst. Um, but at the end of the day, like it's it's really not like if you watch his game and if you especially like hone in on this series in particular, like we've been saying, like what he does well and what they struggle with, it's like it's like perfect. Like he was always gonna, you know, he was always gonna cook. He was always gonna cook. And you should have seen this on Christmas when he was playing with a bunch of 10 days. Yes. Bombs. Bombs in the tall man. Yeah, and they almost won, and he was cooking. He had like what twenty five, like he was twenty eight. Yeah, twenty eight. Twenty eight. He was cooking them. That's when I was like, yeah, if we get the Utah matchup, that's when I really started started thinking about the Utah matchup. And at that point too, like we didn't even know how the West was gonna play out. I just thought, um, we get the we get Utah, and I knew Brunson was gonna cook like mid range, like the Jazz, like if you because they're gonna play in that deep drop. If you get your floater game, the floater has been there for both teams, really. Like, we try to force you into tough, like, floaters. Um, but, and the Jazz, you know, Clarkson, really, he ate off those. Um, Mitchell couldn't make any floaters. Conley struggled with his floaters. But, um, uh, yeah, Clarkson ate with those. But on our side, the floater was there, too. And um, Spencer, he's, he, I, I felt like he took it, like, once or twice. But that's not really his game. Mm. Brunson is more, you know, Brunson has the touch. Brunson has better touch with that. And Brunson was just like eating, but by far it was like just his um just his decision making. Because I feel like um like he wasn't like a high assist guy, um, this playoff run, but like they didn't really need that from them. You know, with the way the ball was moving, they didn't really need him to like make the direct play. You know I, I, mean? I, I didn't I, I I gotta be honest. He there was no play, there was no situation, even in game one. When the ball wasn't really moving, it was just him and Spencer doing ISO. 
Like, I didn't care. The niggas couldn't guard him. Shoot that bitch every single time. And that's good decision making. Shoot shoot that bitch every single time. I was mad. Like a pass or something. That's good decision making. And that's why he didn't turn the ball over. It was like, I am going to either get a foul, a bucket, or I'm just going to miss. That's how the position is going to go. You know, that opens up more stuff, you know, on an offensive rebound or whatever. Like, that's good basketball at the end of the day. Yeah. And just to put a bow on that. Jalen Brunson has the most points in a playoff series average. Uh, I'm sorry, second, I think, in NBA history. With the fewest turnovers. Like, a whole bunch of fucking teams, a whole bunch of great players, Hall of Famers, have played teams that had bad defenders. It didn't do what Jalen Brunson did. Y'all cut the shit with this. Oh, it was a Utah. It was Utah. And allegedly, Rudy Gobert is good in space, and he ain't nobody longer than him. He had that motherfucker doing a cha-cha slide every single oh, time God. he caught him in space. Had that nigga doing a cha-cha slide every single time he caught him in space. Like, yeah, obviously, a 7 No, we dominated that matchup in space. Yeah. Like, he got us at the rim, um, you know, a couple of times. Yeah. yeah, but we dominated that matchup in space between Jalen and Luca. Low-key, um, the only time Spencer was getting off until this game was when he got Rudy on the perimeter. That's the only time he was able to actually get to the rim and get a bucket on him. They could have. It was fear. That's the thing with Gobert. That's why he's such a dominant defender. He has that fear, like, he actually has, like, if you play 2K, he actually has Intimidator, like, an <laughs> Intimidator badge, like, he actually has one, like, the, people are just, you know, afraid of him, that's why people always say, like, he wins Defensive Player of the Year because, you know, role players are so scared of him, and you're seeing a lot of role players, you know, throughout the regular season and all that, and, you know, he pads his stats, you know, whatever, the whatever the argument is, yeah. Um, but it's, like, it's true about the fear part, like, Guys are afraid of him. You saw that in game one. That's why he was so dominant in game one. Like, he was the best player on the floor because of fear. Yeah. I'm not even trying to downplay his skills. Like, he was fantastic. Like, his recovery, all that. But, like, once you, like, it's not even trying to figure him out. It's just that he has limitations himself, and you can exploit that. And once you do that, it's, like, um, it's almost not fair. Like, like we're here clowning him because he can't hang with Brunson. Brunson and Spencer Dinwiddie from the three-point line. Yeah, from the three-point line. Like, like that's not really fair if you look at it like that. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. <laughs> like, well, no, yeah, and, and it's not right? fair. It's not. But so many people in our fan base are obsessed with him as far as getting him on the Mavs. And I'm just going to say it. You niggas was talking about fucking it was debatable if Jalen Brunson was worth 20 million dollars but that motherfucker is worth 41 and he would average 20 with Luca and y'all saw what happened when he got fed the ball at the front of the rim and it was anything other than a lob the peak of that was fucking Bro, 17 points yeah that's what I'm saying it's like dog there was and, and it's it's just eye test and there's data like dog he's they don't pass it to him for a reason. Like, they should pass it to him more than they do. I think it's disrespectful to the basketball gods and just the game to have a big Rudy try, man. He played defense. I think he, I don't particularly like him. I'm a hater. I'm going to say it. But, man, he plays, and he's a good player. And they, it was so disrespectful for how well he played game one, and they just didn't pass it to him at all. They couldn't get that man a shot attempt. That ain't right. However, 
a lot of Mavs fans go the opposite direction and act like, and, and it's not just Rudy, it's any tall player. Oh, man, they think it's just, you got to have skill no matter how tall you are to score at the basket, even under shorter dudes. And they just assume because he can catch lobs, he can score in the paint. And he, on a consistent basis, like, dog, there's no way he could get a higher shot diet much more than what he currently gets on a good team. Like, he's just not, it's just not good offense. It just ain't. And there's literally, uh, I said I was going to do it last week, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. But <laughs> there's a direct correlation between the number of passes he gets in the Utah Jazz offensive rating year by year. So, like, he used to get more passes, uh, especially when Donovan was, like, younger. Like, Donovan used to pass them a lot, and they were, like, the 15th-ranked offense as far as offensive efficiency. And there's literally – it went from, like, six passes a game. They were 15th. Then it went to four, and then they cracked the top 10. And then this year it was, like, two, and they were number one. Like, dog, I'm sorry, man. Let's just – I'm just tired of hearing about him, bro. I'm here tired of talking about him. I don't want to talk about him no more as far as how great he would be here because I don't even know. I don't even know if we need a big, I don't even know if I want a big, they can't like stretch the floor at all around Luca. Like, I think that's going to be a necessity. And I want to also say, Stretching the floor doesn't all doesn't necessarily mean like floor spacing too, like vertical spacing, like uh, like like you said, it's a skill to score around the rim too, right? And people think I I I just think a lob threat as well is good to keep on hand, but that is a harder um kind of archetype to find, especially one to fit in a scheme, right? You know what I, I mean? Because yeah. you're thinking about like I'm thinking about like a Dwight Powell upgrade yeah. with like similar Dwight Powell skill set, but you know better, and that's hard to find. Like as much yeah. as you see Dwight Powell's trash and all that, it's still hard to find like his kind of type of player, but better. You know what yeah. I mean? That fits into scheme because that's the thing you have to think about now. Like it's fitting in a scheme right now, especially since it's not like we're not skating by on like talent. You know what I mean? what I mean like we're not one of those teams that could just skate by on talent like we we have a scheme <laughs> you have to it's clear at this point you have to fit in the scheme to like work so I think um targeting guys that can fit into the scheme yeah I I I, I 100% agree with you and this is where like I think we need upgrade I you know we'll get into this on the predictions but this is where I think the bigs that we have are going to hurt us the most because Aiden is the, he's kind of the unicorn, man. He's big, he's strong, but he has the skill too. And he rides uh, in the playoffs. He gets more aggressive in the playoffs too. So it's like, ugh, yeah, it's just, it's, I think, I think it's going to be nasty for us with him specifically. But there, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's been a lot of complaining on the, timeline about how bad Dwight and Maxie are and it's always tied to their counting stats and shit like rebounding things of that nature yeah. like of the list of things we need in a big um 
to make us a winning team, I, I just would say rebounding is like fifth. He can't be an ass rebounder, but it's not like the end-all, be-all. And I don't know, I, you know, as this series played out, as I watched other teams in the playoffs, I don't know, man. I don't know how easy it's going to be to get upgrades to these dudes because I think there's dudes who are quote-unquote better players that have cuter stats. They wouldn't fit in this scheme, and I'm starting to realize I love Luka. You have to have an extremely mobile, switchable big. Yes, that's how you have to play defense like, with him. You, you, have, you, to. you have to. You cannot play you, a drop big with him. You can't. You can't. You, you <laughs> literally can't. can't. You literally cannot. <laughs> you you might as well take him off the court. Yeah. He, you might, he, he, and this is the, the dirty reality in the why tall man left and why shit got so much sweeter after tall man. And I kind of, it's even making me reevaluate how much I hate it on tall man. It's just like, there's places where tall man could work and it probably would have been better than here. But Luca's yeah. defensive limitations, like you have well, Luca, to Luca be wanting to play drop as the, as the he, he's, he's the drop big. Luca is the drop big. he ain't that bad at it though. That literally he's might that, that might bad. that might be his best. Like he's we he's, might have he, lost the I've I've been thinking about it. We might have lost the um war. With um Luca being like a whole point guard, then we might have lost the war. I'm, I, I was fighting for my game. life saying he wasn't a point guard. That dude is playing whatever whatever LeBron plays with Luca play. Ain't nobody call LeBron a point he's, guard. He's, so I'm, I don't know why we call Luca point, point forward. Guard. I think that's his best yeah. point forward. He's a point forward. He's yeah, point. but I will yeah. concede with I. You heard it. You heard it here first on twenty one going on seventy seven. I can see Luca is a point for dog, dog, dog. SJ, my wife admitted she was wrong about something yesterday, and you admitted it today, dog. I'm, I am about to hit the. I'm playing the lottery for real, bro. What is the world coming to? But anyway, I'm gonna wrap this topic up because I don't. We we positive, but I, like dog, Rudy was supposed to kill us and do all this other shit, and keep saying my shit before time. He did not. He did not. He was garbage offensively. If you really look at it in a vacuum, like, yeah, he had that game-winning winning play, and yeah, he had that... What's That's a blown game? coverage. Literally anybody that's what I'm But he was not impressive at all. For a guy that's been in the league that long, like, yeah, he's improved, he's improved, but you've been in the league for a while, um, and you've been in playoff series for a while. You know, this is not your first go around. Like you, you've been at this. You know, you've been deeper in the playoffs. He's thirty. He more. Yeah, get thirty. He's about to be thirty-one. Like, come on, you are on. Like, you did not impress anyone offensively. You have to be better than that offensively. Really. At the end of the day, he just has to. Like, you could talk about whether it's unfair, he gets criticism about his defense, whatever, whatever, how much blame falls on him, whatever. At the end of the day, you need to be better offensively too. He did not score on Luca. I checked the matchup there. He did not score on Luca. Like that's, that's like in the post, like as a post, like that's a little embarrassing. That is a little embarrassing. Like if you put it in a vacuum. Yeah. And like, come on. Like, I, I just think um, the Utah Jazz, they're, their era is ending. Like, I just think they have tough choices because they don't have a lot of assets. So it's not like they have a huge asset pool. 
and um, they can just do whatever they want to upgrade their roster. It's, it's, it's Utah, first of all. You're not getting free agents. They're already in the luxury tax. They have all these contracts. You And the bottom line is you can't bring back the same team. That's the bottom line. Like, you got kicked out by us, and it's not even like I'm trying to downplay us. It's like we didn't have our best player, and you – still got caught in a disadvantage. How did you get caught in a disadvantage? Yeah, I, I, mean, <laughs> you know I, I mean, I don't know if, um, I don't know if Luca didn't play. I don't know if we still don't win in seven. If Luca didn't play a single game, I don't know. Yeah, but at the, yeah, but like at the same time, but that's, that's what I'm saying. That just shows you the team needs to be blown up. But even so, like the Jazz put no pressure on Luca whatsoever, if you think about it. Like two two was the greatest pressure, but we were going home. There was no pressure yeah. on him. The they, fact that well, we I, I think they well, like overall pressure. I, I agree. Um, you know, what I mean, no, I meant like in the sense that, like, if say they went up, you know, two one, and Luca came back for you know game four in the game four, it would have been more, I guess, stressful knowing that okay, if we lose this game, we're going down 3-1 and I'm coming back from a calf injury. Like, you know what I mean? Like I felt like he had less pressure on him to work his way back in game four because they were up 2-1. Yeah, you're right. You know, so the Jazz put no sort of pressure on, you know what I mean? Like they put themselves at the disadvantage when they weren't supposed to be in that situation. Um so I, you think about that. You have to you have to shake that core up and you're thinking, okay, no one really wants that like their benches like it's their bench is terrible other than Clarkson Clarkson carries really and they might have like one or two guys that makes play plays from time to time but their bench like you're not getting much in a trade like from one or two of those guys you know what I mean from your bench and now you're looking at your starting lineup you know Bogdanovich isn't he a free agent um I'm not sure about his contract no he got one more year one more year, but see he's an expiring deal so his value is you know essentially gone it's down yeah, I don't know though. I, I think it could. Well, maybe yeah. I think it could. I think because of his age and just how good he is. Yeah. Like so man, I actually think because if you're trying to win right now, getting him but not having to commit long term money to him, I I I think they're gonna get something real nice for him if they want to. Real, real nice. I don't know about real nice. I don't know if I agree with you about real nice because he's still 32 at the end of the day. Let me define real nice. Right? Yeah, we're defining real nice. Yeah, I would like to hear that. So I don't think he's getting like multiple first round picks or oh, anything no, no, like no. that. I don't think he meant that. I don't think he meant yeah, that. but I think he would get. A, I think he would get a first in a, a good young prospect. See, I, that's what I was thinking you're gonna say, and I don't think so. A first and a young prospect. I don't know what was his average. Maybe I'm underrating him. What he average? He average eighteen points a game on like. Uh, and they're 50 40 90 splits uh maybe i'm just thinking about his age too much okay I, maybe and I, I mean and, and, and then even i'm just saying i'm just saying like if you're like the nets the, yeah. the, the nets need to i mean if i'm the nets i'm giving up should i trade seth well they need some defenders. That's what I'm saying, but that's that's the piece. That's that's another piece of the puzzle too. Who are you trading? Like, okay, say Bogdanovich is your trade piece. Who is your trade partner that makes sense for you and them? That's really gonna give you a significant upgrade. Who's like the the uh, the three and D wings are 
next to superstars are literally the most valuable rare commodity in, exactly. the, in the NBA. So who's giving you one of those for exactly. Bogdan Bojan Bogdan? Yeah. Exactly. Now that you say it like that, man. Now that you say it like that. Because that's that's yeah. what, that's what they need, and that's what everybody needs. Yeah, you can't just trade them for anything. At you, this you, would, you, 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 you would have to, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The first and young player is no value to them. Yeah. They, that's that's not much value to them. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if you were thinking about like a um, so now you're thinking about okay, nobody don't want bum ass Royce O'Neal. Like, let's get that no. out of the way. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> get that out of the way. And then old man Conley, he looks like he's about to retire. So let's oh, cooked. <laughs> yeah, a horrible contract. He, he on his way out the league. Bro. I was not, and honestly, I said I was gonna stop victory laughing, but I can't. I was just right about like damn near. <laughs> you know, I was not worried about Conley. Like, if you felt nervous about Conley. Like, in the sense that he was going to have a great series. I'm not talking about going off, like, for one game or whatever. Because he had a 21-point game, you know. One. He had one. But, like, other than that, like, come on. Conley was cooked food. Conley was cooked food. The, the Jazz were fucking cooked food if you watched them over the last three months. But like, I don't, they I don't were, know why niggas yeah. was really shaking in their boots over the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I, yeah. That was so <laughs> nasty. <laughs> I and wish so food in the matchup. They can, I, I don't know why people... We're going to have... We, <laughs> oh, my God. It, have some shame. Like, I'm not... I'm going to keep it real. I, I guess we can move on to the next series or what we think is yeah. going to happen because I'm not like super Mavs fan. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm always trend optimistic, but dog, they weren't good. I'm serious. I, I think uh, I look at all the teams in the West. They were the best matchup for us out of all eight teams. That yeah. That's made. why I go, be- I go between them and Denver. I think I think Denver would have given us problems. Um, that's why that's why I lean Jazz. Yeah, that's yeah, why I lean. They're I think Denver would have given. They're easy to scheme for. Denver's yeah. harder to scheme for. So yeah. exactly, like Mike Malone was actually dog. They they I know they got gentlemen swept, but those guys were close. Like that could have easily couple, yeah. That get, yeah three four and five all yeah. were nail biters. So you know a couple bounces here and. Shit, they up three two. We talking about, you know, game seven or game six. So I, I don't, I don't think Denver was. I don't think Denver supporting guys in the way we we would have sold out against Jokic because that's kind of what we do against one man teams, and that's like the person you can't do that against. And I, I don't think it would have worked out for. Do you us. think we'd have sold out? Do you think we'd have taken a Clippers strategy in the sense that we stop other others? Because I feel like we're better equipped to stop others than we are. Um, to stop Jokic, so Loki, I would just let him eat. I, just, I, I think he would. I think he would have did it at an efficiency. Like that. we don't got no Draymond to slow him down, and he still gave Draymond. What? You're right. You're right. We'd have seen fifty points per game. Yeah, he, he legitimately <laughs> would have given us like forties and fifty. Like it would have been so easy and so he would have done his, so it, his def, our defense would have been so sweet for him. It would have been probably, like, we would have eventually had to do some doubles. We would have had to. Yeah, we would have had to double, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah, but anyway, we're going to move yeah, on. We're going to go ahead. We're going to, I'm going to take one, I'm going to get this shit off real quick because, and I'm going to give you your props. 
I feel like you and me, I don't listen to everybody's content, but I listen to most people in the Mavs Twitter space that creates a content, that creates podcasts from big to small. And I can say this with pretty much confidence. It was pretty much you and me on our island fighting for Dorian Finney-Smith to be here. Before This is before the trade deadline, right? This mm-hmm. was in December. This is in when the team wasn't that good. This was us fighting for our lives. Like, hey, man, Dorian and Jalen, what they've shown you, they have become. They're valuable players. They're not players you just give away. You had people talking about trading them for first-round draft picks. You had people trading them. They made us look crazy for saying no to trading him for a late. It was like, what, a late lottery? A late lottery pick or some shit. Yeah, Yeah. and to me, my thing is, like, how do you, like, how do you even know? That that reporting is a little murky because – yeah. At that point in the season, how could you guarantee it's going to be a late lottery? Late lottery, right? exactly. If you're a late lottery, you could be a playing team. If you're playing, you see, if you could make the play in, then it's why not guaranteed to be a lottery player. pick. You know what and I'm why saying? Why would we give you a player? Why would you? Why would we give you a player that would help you to, to not get? The yeah, but even if it was late lottery, then there people were saying they were stupid. And look, man, I'm, I'm gonna say it. I took that shit personally, especially when it came to Jalen. Because it was like, I felt like people just didn't like him. I thought it was something personal. I, don't, I thought it was deeper than basketball. I thought it was like, the, you know, there's certain, there's a perception, maybe true, maybe not, that the mass front office falls in love with certain role players. And the narrative is, don't get attached to these guys. Y'all too attached to these guys. They're not that good. And to me, I think the reverse was happening for Jalen and Dorian because they've been here. Niggas was ready just to throw them away to have something different, right? And to me, like, everything I said wasn't supported with just some fan shit. You know, it, both of our arguments wasn't just, we like Jalen Brunson. No, them niggas is good at basketball. They're good They're good players. Yeah. Like, players like them at their market value are good players. And when niggas was talking about packing them up for – fucking sticks of bubble gum in hopes and late mid first round draft picks because they didn't want to pay Jalen Brunson $20 million. It made me question like how much y'all understand. Like what do y'all think $20 million gets you today? A, and it's going to be more than 20 at this point. And even if he was just putting up his little funky uh, 17 points a game that he was doing the regular season, that's still $20 million in today's NBA. And you look at the competitors, like, they paying they fucking seventh and eighth man $20 million, and y'all clutching at your fucking pearls about paying him 20 That shit was goofy. And then with Dorian, people talking about, oh, you should, we should trade him. And then I just feel like you and me were kind of ahead of the curve on them dudes can play. Those dudes are valuable, and you just don't throw them away. And I want to give you your props. And yes, I want a victory lap a little bit on it because there ain't no fucking way. Like, dog, there's no way we win, even if Luca was at the peak of his powers without them two. No way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's it. I, I wanted to get that shit off because I've been, I've been holding on to it. I've been trying not to. I just, dog, it was obvious to me. And I felt like you and me have been talking about this shit. Since the advent of this pod, I literally think our first episode we talked about Dorian showing up in big games, and lo and behold, this literally, is, 
think the first episode was, hey, dog, Dorian with the money on the line showed up. And that's what he did again last night. So he, always, he literally averages 17 points per game. He had 18 and 10 um, in yesterday's game. He had 18 and 10 the year before. He had, I think, 16 and like seven um, in the bubble. In the bubble, yeah. And he, like, he does this. Like, he, yeah. he does this. Like, he really does show up. Like, if it's a big game, like, not even just in playoff situations. Like, if you look in the regular season, too, anytime it's like a, we're coming up on like a, a game that's like really important in the regular season. Dorian, like, I pencil him in to, like, have a good game. And that's yep. the thing. Like, good game, like, in this sense, we're talking about stats, but it doesn't even always have to mean, like, stats. Like, um, like because Dorian, like, if you give him, like, at this point, he's become, a like, a player where he can do okay on volume. Like, you shouldn't be he, – he's not a volume player, but, like, in games like, you know, today or, uh, or not today, but, like, last night or games where if you give him more shots, like, even in – like, he can – you know, make them, but he's also good with taking like five shots. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Taking a couple and playing just phenomenal defense. You know what I mean? He's an Iron Man. Like he, he's played so many minutes. You know, yeah. in these playoffs, and I'm just happy that we get like a good amount of rest. Actually, um, we don't oh, play till Monday. I know that's crazy. So the boy, that's actually really good. Like I mean, both teams, you know, finished off you know same day but yeah they, they can get some rest you know they can get some rest it's, it's gonna be needed because we're in for us it's a war in the second round that we're about to you know get to and talk about yeah so let's get into it phoenix suns um we here now um sir man i'm not gonna hold you sj i think we're gonna give these boys a good fight oh yeah i think we're gonna go out like no holes uh, I think Jalen, I don't think Jalen going to average 28 a game, but I still think he's going to average 20-plus points in the series. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but they just got too much yesterday. Yeah. They do. Um, I was hoping they would lose last night because Booker ain't himself, and I don't think Booker mm-hmm. – hamstrings don't get – they don't heal without rest, right? And the more you play on it, I don't know if they get worse per se, but they ain't getting no better while you're playing on it. So I think we we got a puncher's chance because of that. But man, I just I I just look at it and I Chris Paul having to be grinded out, having to literally play perfect not to go to a game seven against some boys and Booker with his hammy. Like I think we got a really good shot. I won't be shocked if we win at all. Anybody to get on the timeline with that fuck ass, we're getting swept. We have no chance. DeAndre Aiden, ah, man, miss me with that shit. Real talk. But I, I just think they got a little bit too much, man. And this is where the big problem is going to come into because I think I actually don't, I don't know if Dorian ain't our best DeAndre Aiden hope. And I don't think that's going to work because he's just too big and got too much skill. And it's, our big hope for how I think we can win and why I think the series is going along is we got to grind out Chris Paul. That dude is my age. Like he's, we're 18 months apart. And I think we're actually going to put Dorian on Chris Paul. Yeah. And I think he'll do a decent job. Mm-hmm. And also, like something I also think that 
well, we haven't beat the Suns ever. We haven't beat the Suns in a long time. Like, tall man, Christos Porzingis, was a bottom five isolation defender on guards in the entire NBA. And if there are two players, if there's a team where that weakness gets exacerbated, it's the Phoenix fucking Suns. Chris Paul used to abuse him, bro. Oh, my God. He used to... This year. That's why we lost. That's why we lost all those games. Like, basically, uh, the two games without Luka, Jalen Brunson played good one game, and they realized, like, hey, this thing kind of good. They just had uh, Miles Bridges... I'm sorry, Michael Bridges on him in uh, single coverage. And low-key, he was frying Michael Bridges in single coverage. In the fourth quarter, they're like, hey, just trap his little ass. And hedge, like, send two at him, trap him, or send one and a half, and let's see what his little ass can do. And he couldn't, he couldn't hold up, you know? that's The players that can do that are superstars, right? And then the second game, they kind of just did it the whole game, and we, we couldn't hold up. And tall man couldn't punish them on the other end. And Chris Paul was just, I mean, just fricassee and frying his ass. So I, I, I think we'll play well. I think they're going to get us in seven. But I think they just going I, to, I actually don't like that they're getting rest. Because if they would have played a game seven against uh, New Orleans and then had to jump right into playing to us after we got rest, I would have picked us. Dead ass. I would have said the Mavs are going to the Western Conference Finals. Um, but I think that rest gives Chris Paul would ask a chance to heal up. I think it's gonna give Booker's hammy a couple of days of rest that he definitely needs to where he'll probably wear down as the series progresses. But him having that rest the first two home games and CP being able to recuperate them first two home games, I think they're gonna probably win both home games. We uh, we win our first two, it goes seven, and then we just lose. Whereas, if they would have had to jump, if they would have had a game Saturday and they had to play as Monday, I think we would have stole game one. I do. Oh, I think we'd have stole game one too. Yeah, we so. do, and I, I just, you know, with them boys being able to rest up, um, I think we steal game one. But that's a that's a different story. Yeah, I, I don't um, I don't feel as good about it. And to be honest with you. I also am a little worried about Luca. Um, that's also giving him some rest, so maybe he can. Because Luca hasn't been the he he hasn't been bad, but Luca ain't been Luca these three games, right? He hasn't been the basketball superhero that we used to. Uh, defensively, is what's standing out to me the most. Like he ain't. I know he played like the whole second half, but he he's kind of food right now. Um, oh, yeah, in that last game, his perimeter defense. Oh, it was so bad. It looked how it did when he was fat. Just to keep it real with you, it looked how it did when he was fat. And if that if that continues, man, it's not going seven. They're going to pack us up earlier than that. Um, but I think they get us. I think it's the end of the road. I've been talking for a long time. What do you think, SJ? Uh, yeah, I think, um, like you said, it's, it's too much for us. It is, um, realistically, um, they just have too many weapons and, um, we, I expect a fight, you know what I mean? I don't expect us to, um, 
you don't like you said go out like hoes like that's just not gonna happen um I think the team is too competitive for that and we've played them it's not like like even though we've lost so many games to them you know it's it's not like they've just been blowing us out and it's not even you know contests you know what I mean like we're um we're we've played them you know tough like they've won on like buzzer beaters they've won on you know like stuff like that like so it's it's we can play them tough and competitive and yes that was a different team at the same time too but I feel like this team is um maybe like um I'm just I have to see what the defense is Aiton is like the wild card here you know what I mean and he's not it's not in this it's not like Rudy Gobert how y'all were saying Rudy Gobert was like um Utah's is different you know because Aiton is skilled offensively you know um the issue is um skilled bigs I've always said these non like offensive skilled bigs they're not I'm not worried about them you know what I mean I'm not worried about them it's the skilled ones. It's the it's the you know MBs. It's the Jokic's. It's the um, you know it's the Aitons. Like Aitons in that class too. Like not on the on the same tier. You know what I mean? But I'm saying as far as like offensive skill. Um, I'm not going. I mean, Cat is a wild card because he can, you know, dominate us sometimes, and then other times he looks like a bum. So you know, Cat's just a, you know he's a wild card. But still, Cat. I would still include Cat in that um group too, just to be respectful there. But um, with that being said, yeah, I like he's the wild card because if he's like, if they're playing through him, granted that I doubt the Suns don't do that anyway. Like he's twenty and ten right now, um, and he's great. But watching it, you can feel like he can take more shots. But still, that's just not how the Suns play, and that's another thing that I want to, to you know hone in on to and look at because if they're not you know feeding Aiton you know, all those shots. I want to see how our defense, you know, holds the other guys. Cause I think now our defense is better equipped to kind of hold some of the other guys in check. Like you said, Chris Paul, I saw a tweet. Someone was like, um, yeah, Chris Paul's going to feast on our bigs. And I was like, mm. yeah, I was like, I didn't reply to it. I didn't want to get, it was a Suns fan. I didn't want to like get into it, you know, and go on the back and forth because we, we're not ready. I, I'm trying to enjoy, like, I'm not ready for the back and forth with Suns fans yet. <laughs> like I'll wait for that we're still a couple days away from game one so I'll wait on that but I was like I don't think so like maybe Powell like Powell's a good switchable big but maybe he could get Powell once or twice but I am not maxi on him I'm not moved at all I'm, and we don't play any other bigs so it's I, like you're seeing Dorian Finney-Smith at the five you're seeing you know what I mean like unless they're gonna um like just pick on Luca try to pick on Luca but other than that, I, you know what I mean? Like, they're not, there's not many, the only mismatch, like, there for real is um Aiton. Aiton's are, like, only true mismatch. Yeah, I, um, I actually, I'm not worried about, that. that's the thing. I'm not worried about Dwight or Maxi in space, even against Chris Paul or this version of Devin Booker, right? Um, I think that's who I, I, I think <laughs> I'm going to say we probably going to see CP3 go after Luca a time or two. Yeah, that's uh, why I brought up like, Luca's name like, when like, I was thinking yeah, about the like, guys. I was like, wait, damn, Luka, like that's, that's, that's who he's going after more yeah. than likely because that's, uh, let's just say it, that's the best matchup. I actually, yeah. it's, it's funny because 
I'd be curious to see him and Jalen, like, because they're like the Spider-Man meme offensively as far as scoring the ball right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously Chris Paul is a much better passer, but I don't think he's going to take that because, like, them short, stocky point guards actually aren't who Chris Chris don't do well against them dudes traditionally. It's the it's getting them tall dudes chopping their feet, and then he fade away, splash them. So, um, that, damn, he's coming after Luca, and that could go really bad. That can go bad. I don't know, man. Um, I really need to come up with a. Here's the thing. Now they have to, because this is how I felt, and I felt like they did a. I won't even say they did like a great job, but I mean they escaped. But I felt like especially at the tail end of the jazz series, you got to a point where you have something that works or you just have something and you have to think of counters, you know, that the jazz will probably make. And then from there, you have to come up with a game plan, you know, for those counters. It's similar here where you, we can identify something that's going to hurt us. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, is that Luka mismatch. Now I think the game plan too, not to, take away from the main goal but part of the a big part of the defensive game plan has to be to protect you know Luca so that that you know doesn't happen so I think um I just think it's we we have to be mindful of that we have to be um aware that that's something that can happen and have a plan in place because that's the thing um like I don't especially this year like it's happened a, you know a couple of times or two but we don't let dudes just ISO, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. We, we match up and doing all that. We don't let people do that for the most part. We don't. Yeah. And I also think, I think something, if we do win, it's going to be because Jay Crowder continues to suck ass. Because yeah, but, but do you think they're going to play Cam Johnson more if that's the case? He can't play defense. So if you're going to put Cam Johnson out there, Spencer or Jalen is going to look like Kyrie. Like they are going to, or Luca going to put him in the mix and they're going to take advantage of it. Um, that's where, you know, maybe Chris Paul wears down. Hell, he's getting old. Booker's hammy flare up and the Mavs in the Western Conference Finals. I just don't think it's going to happen, man. I, I, I hope I'm wrong. Um, and just to keep it real, it's one of this series, I think, is going to be one of those ones to where after the first game, you're going to feel pretty confident about what's happening one way or another. Because if Jay Crowder, like Jay Crowder, once he starts shooting breaks, he typically don't flip it in series. He's either hot or he's cold, right? So if he's still shooting them breaks and we win game one or game two, yeah, man, I'm gonna be like, dog, we we got a chance. We're gonna beat these dudes. That's where I'm gonna lean. But man, he be butt naked. And NBA players just ain't gonna keep breaking butt naked. Not in the playoffs. Even Jay Crowder. I don't think so. Exactly. And yeah, like you said, I, I think there's upset potential there. Um, for you know, some of the reasons you mentioned, but I just I I can't bank on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't bank. And it would be an upset. Like, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, even if we do pull it off, no one should be coming out of this thing. I don't know why y'all picked the Suns. Like, you sound crazy. No, you know not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. And, and I don't, I, it's a one-four matchup at the end of the day. 
And I'm going to say something that's inflammatory. If Luka gets back to the peak of his powers, like he was the Luka at the end of the regular season, and mm-hmm. we do beat the Suns, I really, really fucking like our chances against Golden State. Oh, me too. Me too. Oh my God. I want, I want, I, I, that, I, I want, I want that so it, bad. Oh, me I want too. that so bad. Me too. They are, it's the thing, man. That fucking lineup they tried out there with Clay Thompson, Jordan Poole, uh, Wiggins, and Draymond. Like, boy, I think we can match up with them niggas. Because I don't because think. Think about it. Think about it. If we get past the Suns, and assuming, let's say, um, you know, Milwaukee doesn't make the, you know, make it out the East, and Philly doesn't either. This is the smallest team. I mean, the Suns are the biggest team we'll see from yeah. here on out. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, Golden State's not big. If if Celtics, people are leaning Celtics or maybe Heat to come out of the East, they're not big. You know, Bam is six nine at the end of the day. We forget like <laughs> Bam is Bam yeah. is six nine. Bam is not big. You know, so Miami's not big. Um, Celtics aren't big. Um, you know, we you know we match up with some of these teams. Yeah, their 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 best lineup doesn't, especially the Warriors. Like I, you think they're gonna start Jordan Poole? And Steph Curry, like that's just the starting lineup moving forward. Because I, I feel like that shit wasn't that. That shit couldn't get a stop against the Nuggets towards the end. I think honestly, I think they might. It depends. So it depends on their second round, right? If if it get if it gets torn up in the second round, and I think they you know cut it out and keep save it for you know closing moments and stuff like that. But if they you know, try it in the second round and they dispose of, you know, whoever, the Grizzlies or the Wolves easily. I think they keep it, still keep it with us. And if it gives them um, problems, like in game one, I think they might, I, I don't want to say they might overreact to it. It depends. It really just depends on how game one would go. And if they lose, but it's not like a bad loss or anything, they might keep it again. And let's say we're dominating game two, then they would definitely switch it up quick. It just depends on how, um, how we respond to it to be honest um i think that that would be what would happen yeah so what do you who do you think i guess we can just <laughs> we, we don't have sections we just have rambling conversations oh, yeah. focused around general topics um so who do you think they match up best with first of all let me ask you this who do you think they'll play between minnesota or memphis so I think Minnesota and Memphis, I think Memphis will pull it out. And I just don't think, that the, like, the Timberwolves, you could argue, have been the quote-unquote better team. The series should be over. They should yeah, be and all one. that. But I think because of that, they missed their window. Yep. You know what I mean? And I, I just don't think I trust the Wolves as a team right now to win two straight, especially at game seven in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, <laughs> I doubt it. Um, so I mean Memphis and and it's Memphis is a great storyline too because you're looking at um you know there's a team that eliminated them last year in the plane and now I, I think everyone kind of soured on Memphis. I think this series kind of kind of soured people on Memphis because it hasn't been like the series has been kind of entertaining from the standpoint that these are two young teams like there's trash talking there's chaotic games all that but it's not really great basketball <laughs> you no, know like they, they if you're objectively, so stupid, like, yeah, if you're objectively looking at the games it's not really great basketball 
and people and because Golden State has looked so dominant, you know, in their series, um, people are saying, yeah, Golden State is going, you know, clean up these two teams in like, you know, five, six at the max. And at this point, I could I could kind of see it. You know what I mean? Um, just because Golden State is a Golden State is a vet team. You know what I mean? They're a vet team, like, and they're in the playoffs. Like, these are, you know, they have high IQ players. Like, I think that should matter, especially especially in a playoff series. Um, and I think, I think Memphis, I can only see Memphis winning if they can get Golden State out of character and get them to play at their pace, you know, a lot of running. And granted, Golden State is a great transition team. That's another thing. But like, you know, what I mean, Memphis is more um athletic too. I think that's the only advantage they could maybe muster up. But other than yeah. that, like, how are you going to get a three-time? Like, this is still a championship yeah. court. How are you going to get those guys, like, out of character? You're you know? not at all. You're not going to do that. And if you, run, that. if you run with them, they will shoot them out the fucking – they will shoot them – they're going to shoot both teams out the gym, man. Like, yeah, if it's not it's not going to work. Yeah, Golden State – yeah, Golden State – I just have to give them that respect. Whoever they're playing, they're gonna outclass like it, it's, um, it, the teams. It, it's gonna be bad because in Golden State's really, really good. Golden State might win the championship, but I think the narrative after whoever they play is like they're the dominant favorite. It's it's you know it's uh like four years ago all over again and I think they're good they may end up winning it but I don't I think they're going to make the next team look worse than that team is and they're going to look better than they actually are if that makes sense um I pray if we do get past the Suns I want them I'm just gonna say it I want I I actually think we got a chance I kind of wish we were running into them in the second round instead of uh phoenix and i still probably wouldn't have picked us so yeah i wouldn't outright yeah. but i would i would be i'm more confident against them than phoenix I, I am too exactly i'm, I'm on the i don't think way. they have anyone like i know draymond came back and all that and they play good defense when they want to but i don't think they have anyone for luca too just with the way they, they have nobody and they best lineup they don't have anybody for jalen brunson if we keeping it real if they run in that small lineup, like the only person on 18 that really gave Jalen problems was Gary Payton. He had mm-hmm. he had Jalen in, in jail. And if he ain't on the court, shit is sweet. And then I mean, not to not to be nasty, but we saw what Luke and Spencer was doing. They was taking turns with Steph. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, they got any answers for that yet? Maybe not leave them on the island. That's the They're going to double Luca. And, 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 well, the see. rotation's not crisp. Splash. Yeah, so yes. that's what I'm saying. I'm more confident with them, but um, that's what I'm saying. The Suns, I, I, I just think the Suns are better equipped to not have to bail out with double teams. Yeah, the, the only reason why this, I'm going to say, the only reason why the Suns series, I got them even, why we got a legitimate shot and why, it's going, why I got it going seven is because books hamstring if he's at the peak of his powers they was they was getting us out of there five six yeah just keeping it real and this is y'all know me i thought we was gonna beat the shit out the jazz i said mavs and six i I, i'll say it i I think if luca didn't play a single game we would have beat them in seven i truly believe that if luca was never got hurt they either take the broom or we beat them in five so i'm not like overly confident mavs fan but 
I don't think we got enough of these boys, but we're going to give them a fight. I won't be shocked if we win. I won't be shocked at all. And I, if we doing this next week and it's shit, 1-1 one, one, or even if we get I just shit, man. If we if we, it's tied after six games, I'll probably just the fan in me will say, "Yeah, we are gonna beat them." I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, for a game seven, of course. Yeah, the yeah, fan yeah. in me is probably. I'm always gonna. That's the thing. I'm always gonna root for my team in a game yeah, seven. You exactly. know, like, yeah. I'm always even last year. I said, um, I said Clippers in six, but if it went to seven games, I picked the Mavs. I mean, obviously, um, Clippers won in seven. But um yeah, if it goes to listen, the game seven is basically like that's just a top, like that's just a game. Like you play yeah, yeah, yeah. like, and, and, and I also want to say something like this. And when when did we start the pod? Was it I don't I think know. It was last June, I want to say. Anyway, Sometimes. we well, so yeah, dog. I didn't think we was beating the Clippers. I didn't think we was beating the Clippers when it went to two two. I, I didn't think we were either. I picked, like, Clippers, I picked Clippers, and, Clippers and six was my like steady pick. Uh, when we and went up, we're, like, we're gonna beat them, and I was like, "Get real!" Like I was yeah, really serious. Yeah, I thought we would win when we went up 0-2. I did, but once it got to two two, even after we won Game Five, I'm like, "Yeah, I don't feel good about this shit." We won I, Game Five on gimmicks. That's that's yeah. Nothing. Like when you gotta like, go when you go into gimmicks, like dog, that shit's nasty. Nothing. Yeah, that's why that's why when people are like parallels to like last year, I was uh-huh. like, y'all are looking at it in the wrong way. The Jazz are more like us. The Jazz uh-huh. won game four on a fluke. You yep. know what I mean? It was like us, you know, we won, but you know, different in the sense that we went up. But game five was game five was we we sent out Boban out there and we had that zone and Kawhi had the stinker because he was like confused. Like we we threw out a gimmick out there. Yeah. Um, and we won on that, like we won that game on that gimmick, and then lo and behold, next game, what happened? Like next two games, what even, happened? Even even the game, like if you watch the games, like when they beat us, they beat the shit out of us, and it wasn't like That's they was doing, it wasn't like they was doing cute shit either. It was just like, hey man, they just better than us, you yeah, know? Yeah. So yeah. And, that, and it ended up bearing itself out, and I think that's what bore itself out against the Utah Jazz. And, yeah, we were better than them. Yeah, we were just and, uh, we run up against a team we ain't better than. But yeah. I hope Book's hamstring is falls off the bone. I hope that age cuts up with Chris Paul because. Believe it or not, man, I actually, oof, I don't know. We got some guys to throw at him, especially if Book isn't, like, Book Book. But, man, it's just Bridges and Aiden. It's like they can just throw it to Aiden. And Aiden, like, has enough skill to, like, hit the corner shooters or just give them niggas buckets. And I, we can't scramble on everybody, right? I'm We're, saying all their guys are offensive threats. That's why. Yeah, yeah. We, all their guys are. We can beat teams to where there's one guy you can ignore, or mm-hmm. if there's a team that just has a couple bad defenders, yeah, we can, they want to get up and down the court. We're going to slow you down and we can pick them, but like, dog, they ain't got no weaknesses. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on. Um, so you got, I think Memphis is going to win as well. And I think the Suns. Uh, I'm sorry. I think Memphis is going to win, and I think Golden State is going to get Memphis out of there in, like, five. I don't even think it's going six. Uh, I think they, because they, they they old, right? I didn't realize Steph Curry was 34 already. Like, that actually tripped me out when I saw mm-hmm. it. So, you giving them an older, t- uh, Andre Iguodala 
is literally like within a year of me, my age. And it's like, man, like they'd be dependent on him. And I, I just, you give them a vet team that thinks they good a chance to rest up against a young team that don't really, they, man, both those Minnesota and Memphis teams just do so much stupid shit that Golden State is going to beat the shit out of them. They really are. Um, moving on to the other series, we already said, I guess we're going out east. What do yeah. you think about Miami and Philly? Oh, this one's going to be real good because now I hope guys are healthy. Um, I'm not sure. I know they said Jimmy was day-to-day, so he should be um, – I'm expecting that he'll play game one. Kyle is – I didn't know what Kyle's um, timetable was, so I'm not sure if he's going to be back um, for game one. But if everyone's healthy, this should be a good, um, interesting matchup because you look at – um. Like, if you looked at Toronto, Toronto couldn't guard and be one-on-one. They didn't have the, you know, they didn't have the personnel really for it. So that's a double, all that. But if you look at Miami, I mean, Bam can more than hold his own oh, yeah. you know, with, with, with an Embiid. So they don't, Miami doesn't have to sell out as much as Toronto did. And with, and I mean, even if they did, Miami's rotations are like just super crisp. Like, they're not a Utah you know what I mean? Like their rotations are super, super crisp. So they can get to all that anyway. But um, with that being said, I think the Miami, I like Philly's defense, I, I don't know if I, you know, trust it enough. And I feel like Miami's defense can give Philly some issues. Um, but the thing is, you know, Philly has the best player in the series. And I mean, if you're you always hear me talk about this, but I value that, especially if the teams are somewhat evenly matched. And I, I think the Heat are the better team. Um, but it's not like a it's not like a huge gap. You know what I mean? It's not a huge gap at all, actually. Um, and with that being said, now I have to look at okay, who has the best player? And it's Embiid by a, I would say an overwhelming margin. Um, that's if that's if um I mean Jimmy Jimmy's cool but Jimmy was feasting on a bad Atlanta defense like I, like Jimmy to me like I'm not Jimmy even Jimmy bad. was looking bad until he got to play Atlanta. That's what I'm saying. Like Jimmy's just um have to see Jimmy's just a wild card like to me. I have to I just feel like he's I've seen a lot from him but I don't know why I have to see more. Um, but um, but I mean Embiid's not. I mean Embiid's the thing. Okay. Why I would probably lean Heat anyway is because um, with Bam's defense and coupled with the fact that Embiid is actually not healthy, I think um, I think we're not gonna see like a thirty and like ten Embiid like we just saw. You know what I mean? So with that being said, I think that's what Philly needs to win because James Harden is cooked food. Them them little layups at the beginning of Game Six that was not moving me he's still cook food like you see him he's trying to like who's he trying to hunt who's he gonna it's the same same thing as toronto mm. who's he didn't he shoot like 39 percent in this i actually don't know what he shot wasn't it 39 percent in the toronto series like i'm not actually sure about his splits but i know they weren't like great and who's he gonna try to hunt on the heat like who's he gonna like who are you switching on i mean he 
At this phase of his like career, I just wanted to say, I was going to think Duncan Robinson. Tyler but Duncan, but, but Spo will be quick to bench Duncan. Had Max Struess out there locking boy exactly. Max Struess to Trey Young's cookies with the money on the line. I they said, got a lot oh. of players to replace Duncan. You know what I, I mean? Said, oh, yeah. He uh he shot 40. Eh, he actually didn't shoot that bad for three. Okay. It, was, it was 40, 38 splits from two. 40 is disgusting, but 40 is telling because yeah. 40 means that he's not finishing anything. Oh no. You know what I mean? Uh, like in the half <laughs> half his shots was three balls. Yeah, so mm-mm. That's a that's a poor shot die. It's against now you're facing another like a better defense in Miami. Um, it's that's not gonna um cut it. You know what I mean? And I mean we'll have to see. I I just have to lean Miami for that fight if they're healthy. If they're healthy, um, because you still like I'm not saying Kyle Lowry's the end all be all, but you're gonna still need a Kyle Lowry um out there. You know for just you know leadership and um. With, with, with it. What injury does he have? I don't even. A know. Hammy? I think he had a hammy too, or okay. did I make that up? I think it was a hammy. I, mean, uh, I don't. Think I, I, I didn't. I didn't even look. Uh, it was a hammy Because if he got a hammy, hammy's for older players. Like that shit just don't. It just don't get right. That's yeah. why I was worried. Yeah, it's a hammy. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, that's why I was like, I don't know his timetable. Yeah. Hmm. And what, mm-hmm. what's wrong with Jimmy? Jimmy had an inflammation in his like knee or something. Was it? Oh, you can you can shoot some shit like that up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they said he he was day to day. They said Jimmy was day to day. Yeah, yeah. So. You can uh, you can you can put a, you can take a shot for that. And they correctly predicted they could beat the finish off the Hawks without him. So yeah, so. yeah Jimmy would probably be back, looking, you know, being the best he could be. So. I'm uh I'm gonna go with you. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm on, I'm on, I'm I'm picking I'm picking everything. Literally, I agree with everything you said. Yeah, but I mean that's I, just the reality of it. Yeah, know? like because the thing is, I'm just thinking who I don't know. I just and I look at like Tobias Harris, low key. He been hooping, man. He been hooping a little bit. Yeah, he been settling in that um fourth option role, real nice. Yeah, yeah, he been he been hooping. He uh he, I, I remember before I really dug into it, I thought that um he would be bad against the Raptors, mm-hmm. but then I went and looked at how he actually played against them, and it's like because of the you know the way they play defense with the yeah. you know Nick Nurse is a madman selling out to stop. Uh, one guy, like, they was kind of leaving him butt naked. He was cooking him and cooked him again. Shut very, very well. Pretty much got where he wanted to. He he did well. And I, I think it's going to, I'm, I'm going to go heat seven, but I won't be shocked at all if the if Philly uh, pulls that out. Because I don't yeah. know, because they, at the end of the day, Philly is dependent on Tyrese Maxey, who's a really good player, but he's still a second year player. Mm-hmm. And once you start getting that pressure, it's it's hard to, you know what I'm saying? It's hard to, it, he, even if Tyrese Maxey is like a, a star in the making, young players usually kind of fold um, when they make their first deep playoff run. It's, it's kind of hard to, uh, against a vet team to play the way um, that he does defensively. I, I think he might 
fold up a little bit. And I just don't see them winning if he folds up. And I don't count, I'm not counting on James. I think it's going to be Embiid and a Tobias series, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I can see that because Miami's a little, um, they're a little small. Like you said, they're a little small. And yeah. Philly has, um, you know, a size advantage there, especially in their front court. Um, so it, it just depends. But um, it's going to be a fun series. Like East, to me, the East always has fun semis. Yeah, he's always at, like I mean the playoffs are always fun regardless of the East, especially always has like real like fun semis with like kind of even kind of teams, um and that brings us to the next you know semi matchup the um, Bucks Celtics, um and this one is a bit um it's it's the damper is a bit um kind of down on this one because um Chris Middleton he's not he he's gonna miss the entire um semis, so um. It's it's gonna be Giannis and Drew against the Celtics, and I mean it should still be a great matchup. Um, you know the Celtics were arguably the best team, you know, in the first round. They swept their matchup, <laughs> and it's not like they had an easy matchup. You know, what I mean the Nets for as flawed as they were, um, they still had. You know, what I mean it wasn't a walk in the park. Um, each game were you know was close, and they still had to pull it out, and they did that. Um, so their defense is looking dominant, but at the end of the day, they're about to run into the best player in the world. Um, and that's Giannis. So um, this should be another fun one. I mean, that's another piece that Chris Middleton, he was the Celtics killer. Yeah, <laughs> like, he was. If, if yeah. Chris Middleton was playing, I would have picked that. I mean, granted, I always lean Bucks, you know, most for most things, but like if Chris Middleton was playing, I would have had no doubt that the Bucks would have won because Chris, for some reason, just sees red when he plays the Celtics. Um, so I would have picked them if Chris was playing, but with no Chris. And granted, people are saying, Oh, um, well, the Bucks have been playing better without Chris in these oh, last games. To me, you can't because the stat that was being peddled to me, especially at the beginning of the season, was that the Bucks were like eight and one or never defeated when the big three played. You can't pedal that push that stat and then now be saying, Oh, well, the Bucks play better. Like it doesn't work like that without one of them. Like, no, no, they're not gonna be better without Chris Middleton especially against this Boston defense. They were playing the fucking Bulls. Of course, they could have gotten their game off against the Bulls. Like, let's be serious here. Now you're facing the best defense, you know, in the playoffs. You have to have another offensive threat, you know, to kind of offset that, and they don't have that. So I'm a bit um, I'm a bit worried about Drew. Um, I, I'm going to lean Celtics here, and this is the second time I'm picking against the Bucks, but I just can't pick. Oh, my gosh, I for you. Oh. Man, I forgot. Yeah, you. KD, but see, see, I, I, oh I slander gosh. KD, but see, I won anyway because I got to slander KD for not um stepping up. Uh, that was, man. But that, yeah, man, that I was, think that's the nastiest thing you've done since we've been doing this, fam. That was yeah, nasty. It was. It was, that was yeah, nasty. It was. But see, that's what happens when you make a pick for non-basketball reasons. So you see why I'm always objective, people. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the exact reason why because like this is perfect case study but yeah but with that being said now i won't do that shit anymore <laughs> um and now i i want to, i lean celtics just because i don't think drew's gonna give Giannis enough support because Giannis is gonna be honest i i think yes celtics are the best defense but Giannis is like i said Giannis is Giannis. Giannis is gonna eat and but he can't do it by himself he just can't um and i think 
like pretty much he really can't because if you look at the finals, like they weren't, he was putting up 40 balls and they were losing. Like they didn't start winning until Middleton, you know, drew, they started helping. Mm. And I just don't know against the Celtics defense. I think smart can give drew some problems. You know what I mean? I think, I think they have guys that can slow Drew on, especially and won't give, um, and you know, guys like Grayson Allen, guys like, um, Honiton, I think they could slow them down to the point where Giannis just won't have enough support that he needs. Yeah. Um, so, you know, pretty much. So, the, the, the reason why I started laughing is last year's playoffs, Drew was slowing himself down. Yeah. And that dude, when he was playing, he was uh, he's, I mean, he had a game here or there, but I remember against, I feel like up until the finals, like the back yeah. end of the finals, he was, I'm pretty sure he was putting up them Eric Bledsoe numbers. He was. People were calling him Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, and uh, I'm just laughing because it's just like, dog, it's going to get nasty for them. I'm taking the Celtics. Um, yeah. I think JT's I, ascended to in that kind of um, realm. He was looking spooky to me. Like the defense, yes. defense kind of spooked me. The, I didn't like, he He was elite. Like he was yeah, elite. Like, I always yeah. thought he was a great defender. Not like an elite one. I always thought he was a great one. He looked elite. <laughs> he looked yeah, elite. And, I, and, and I think, uh, like, man, I'm just going to say it. Love Vuka. But things change. What you say? Things change. I'm not saying he's better than him right now, but I'm just saying. I don't I'm, think he's better, but you know how people are like, um, there's a huge gap and all that. Cut that out. I no, mean, it, I, it, it, honestly, it never was a gap. I remember that's what I'm saying. I thought there was never a gap, but yeah. now like there to me, especially with how he's played now, I I won't push back too hard if you have him over Luka. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would yeah. be like you're stupid. You don't know, blah blah blah. No, that's no. not what I have. That's not um how I see it. But if you see it like that, I can see where you're coming from, type of thing. That's yeah. where it is right now, in my opinion. Yeah, and I, because the way, because he's, he was already really, really good. And he's, I mean, dog, he was the best player in the series with Kevin Durant. Like, he was better than him. And it wasn't close. It wasn't even, yeah, close. like just it's flat like out better. Perfect. Yeah, and, and both sides of the ball. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this could be recency bias, but dog, Luca was so bad defensively last night. <laughs> he was so bad. On the perimeter, he's just. I think, well, yeah, I think yeah, he was not right. bad. I think yeah. he had. A, I I don't think it was a disaster. I've seen him have way worse, so that's why I'm like, I don't think it was a disaster. I think his perimeter, like if you're looking at, because the defense, there's so many parts to it. Like when they played him as a low man, like when he was playing like small ball center, they were playing yeah. him on in the post. He wasn't bad at all. Like he was yeah. actually pretty good there. Um, you know. Yeah, oh, that was yeah. Star, that, that, was blocking, you're, like, you're right. You're right. You're block, right. So like, as a low post defender, he was really good on the perimeter. He was, it was one of the like worst I've seen in a while on the perimeter. Yeah, yeah that that's what I mean. When I perimeter defense, because you know, point forward, point guard, whatever you want to call him, he's a perimeter player, and it's just yeah. Ooh, I'm just woo. But yeah, he uh, shit. He had Rudy and Shackles. That ain't hard to do, but like Rudy would at least get some and ones or get shots towards the rim against some other niggas. Luca had. <laughs> yeah, but he took a charge. I didn't know. When was the last time Luca took a charge? Like off the top of your head, I bet you nobody could tell me right now. I, I don't remember seeing. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. I have no clue. Like stuff like that. He got like a chase. Like he turned the ball over and went back to get the the the, the block. You know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. Like that. 
show me something but yeah the perimeter like he was just two guests and that's the thing his conditioning like we'll see and that's the thing like that's why I was like no matter what happens um I know we got back into the the Mavs via Celtics but I mean we made our picks anyway um so we could you know wrap up with the Mavs but um yeah I I just think that's one thing with Luca's conditioning that um we'll see like in a deeper run you know you have to be able to withstand all that and play like we saw he played the entire second half and he looked done up like done up blank time shit like he was tired and at the end of the day if you want to get championships you have to go to long haul like you have to go wire to wire like you know in the playoffs so you have to be ready for that so I think that's why I'm saying no matter what happens in the series like it's going to be good because he's going to see like if if it comes to the point where yeah his um you know conditioning actually didn't hold up um he'll know that like he's you know he's self-aware in the sense that um like we've seen this from him like after the 2020 um playoffs in the bubble um and we realized that um essentially he was basically um like the midi was there for him in the bubble like in that playoff series against the clippers and he wasn't really taking it a lot of criticism was that yeah he doesn't shoot the mid-range it's a lot of rim and three and you can't win with a shot that like that and it was all that in the playoffs and Kawhi killed him in the mid-range what happened the next season? He came back with a mini bag. <laughs> like, he, like, out of nowhere, his third year, he had a mid-range game. You know what I mean? So I think um, we've seen, like, I think he'll, whatever happens in the series, you know, good, bad, all that, he'll, you know, learn from that and take stuff away from that. And if it is, you know, that his conditioning kind of, you know, failed him there. I think he's going to really, you know, especially since he's not going to have any excuses this offseason. There's no short offseason. There's no, you know, Olympics. There's none of that. I think um, if he comes in next season and it's like we're hearing about, you know, out of shape stuff, then I think I think some com- some real serious conversations need to be had, you know, then. But I just doubt that will be the case. Hey, them Newports is addictive as hell, bro. It's hard to put them down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we hear the space. Apparently, like, he smokes. Um, I didn't. That was what I wanted to talk to you about. Yeah, actually, I talked to like two people independently that would know, and they were both like, "Yeah, yeah, hell yeah." yeah." He don't do it as much during the season, but to calm down, yeah, man, Lucas smokes squares. That's Mm -hmm. a thing for real. It blew my mind. I thought that dude was hating. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Nope. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, is like that's why when people are like when the hookah and people are like during the summer, like he's just having fun, blah blah. I was like, y'all don't understand. Athletes should like. I'm not telling people what they should should, or shouldn't be doing, but come on, like smoking. Come on, that's that's (laughs) come on. (laughs) So like once he he gets he has to like cut all that out, cut all that out, like all like to like really get serious. And I'm not like I said, he's young. I'm not expecting him to have it all figured out like right now, but um, eventually, like that's the thing we're looking at. I'm looking at this as a long haul thing too. He's he's here with us, you know, under contract for how many years? So, you know, I'm looking at the long haul too, and eventually he's gonna have to um get all that handled. And the hope is he'll take steps, you know, in doing so. You know, this coming as soon as this you know off season comes up. And he comes in next year. I, I want to see him back in, you know, year two shape, you know, bubble shape. And let's let's see what you can really do. Because the assumption from there, too, is that, you know, the team is going to probably improve in some way. 
you know, the offseason. That's the hope that's going to improve in some way after this offseason. So you're going to have a, you know, improved team coming off a, you know, semis run. You're in better shape. Let's see what you can do. So that's that's the hope. Um, so he has to, he just has to take things. Um, like I said, this series, iron sharpens iron, all that. Um, it should only help in the long run. Yeah. We, uh, we, it should. I, I, I want to win. I don't think we're going to win, but I just, the things I want to come out for this, I, I know what I'm, it's the, my, my opinion on what this, at this point, it's all gravy for me, right? Um, yeah. I saw Jalen step up and become a, a real player. Um, I don't think Jalen's going anywhere. All the rumors and reportings are basically, there ain't going to be no discount, but as long as y'all don't play with the money, I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. That's, I've heard that from people who would know the people that broke the stories. Tim McMahon is like, yeah, he still want to be here. As long as they don't get cute, he ain't going nowhere. Just don't get cute with the money. And um, so that's important because I, I, God damn, what podcast I was doing. It was, I think it was JJ Reddick. But it was a former player's pod who was talking about Jalen Brunson. And I've been saying this for a while, and this is an NBA player that repeated it because the someone asked about Dallas not getting free agents. I'm pretty sure it was J.J. Reddick, actually. I could be wrong. And they were like, you know, are stars going to want to play with Luka? Is it Dallas? You know, Luka from Europe. And he didn't, you know, he wasn't in AAU or whatever. And the former player was like, man, I don't think it's Dallas. Dallas is a good city. I don't think it's the AAU thing. I think it's the 37% usage is why ain't nobody going to want to come play with Luca. Another mm-hmm. prim- He was saying it's going to be another big man, a star that's a big man that don't need the ball that's going to sign up for that. But nobody that can dribble is coming to sign up for that. I'm paraphrasing, but if you listen to this, you know, I've been kind of saying that shit for a very long time. Like, no, he got to get off the ball. He just has to. And, you know, I'll, uh, what's your boy? Is it Doc? Yeah. He's been fighting. He's been fighting with Mavs fans. I jabbed him a little bit myself about usage rate. But <laughs> he raised the point, though. I'm not, I mean, the overall opinion to me is like, because he comparing LeBron, Luca to LeBron and Harden after and then. LeBron's my age. Harden's 33, about to be 34, I think. Lucas 23. So I think it's kind of goofy to compare a dude in his fourth year to saying that's just the definitive process. But I know what he saw that made him feel that way. And I felt the same way in the moment. But that's the thing. It's not even just in the moment. I think, here's the thing. I think, I think this with this whole, you know, situation, I think the hate around Harden is is why this whole thing is so touchy because if you like really think about it Lucas people closest, don't like Harden yeah Lucas closest comp in the league is Harden like no matter how you slice it they're like no matter how you slice it his closest comp in terms of like how he plays is Harden and I'm not saying he is Harden I said his closest comp he's different from Harden he you know has a better mid-range game they don't necessarily play make like in the same way um Luca's more 
like he does like the lobbying but James Harden that's where he you know feasts um Luca's more of a you know driving kick you know like there's they're different but if if I if you're asking me who's his closest comp I would lean Harden over a LeBron yes I would lean Harden a bit LeBron's next up I think I disagree I'm going bro I'd lean Harden first with what I've with what I've seen especially in this version of Luca right now is more of a Harden like especially if you look at um like I know we're moving the ball more and the schemes different. His assist numbers have really dropped. Od like Luca's like he's always gonna play make and look for others, but Luca's more of a scorer right now. He's more of a scorer right now, and he's he's a bit passive in games. He's passing out, but it's not like he's passing out to get guys shots or good you know shots. Sometimes he's passing guys. Sometimes he's passing the ball to like a teammate, not in like a good situation. You know what I mean? Like. Like what's Dorian doing with the ball, um, with a close with a guy pressing up on him in the corner? You know what I mean? Like that's not that's not a situation he should be in sometimes. And I I just think right now he's more of a Harden right now, and that's not even an insult. That's what I'm saying. The hate around Harden, people's thinking that's an insult. Like and people are saying you can't win all that. If you look at Harden's Rockets, especially with Chris Paul, the way that team was built. They could have very well won the championship. They just ran into one of the most unfair teams of all time. They would have, in my opinion, Bron is my goal, but I think the Rockets would have handled that Cleveland team. That Cleveland team was bad. Oh, yeah, they didn't want a championship. They were, if Chris Paul was healthy and all, like, come on. But it was a specific formula that you had to have for it to work. You know what I mean? They had that secondary ball handler. They had the defense with the three and D wings. They had the, you know what I'm saying? It's a specific formula. Luca isn't is the same way. I think about Luca the same way in that you still need a specific formula to, to you're gonna need or you're gonna need. Like we haven't seen it yet, but I just think you're gonna need a specific formula to win with him, where you're gonna need a guy that can handle the ball, play makes some, um, but can play off the ball, especially and play point guards that can guard point guards. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing with Luca, you're not putting him on the point guard, you know, you're not letting him guard point guards. So you're thinking of that like, okay, a Brunson, his role is similar to a Chris Paul. Like I said, it's different in that um, Brunson's not the playmaker Chris Paul is. So Brunson's not responsible necessarily for setting up you know, the rest of the guys on the team. That's still Luka. Um, but the roles are similar. You know what I mean? You have your 3D guys, like, come on. You know what I mean? The team is it's it's kind of built like that. And, but we just don't have like that lob threatening clink up and all that. But the team is built in a similar way, which is why I say the comp, that's his closest comp right now. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see. It. I, you know, I, what I mean, Harden is a great. They used to put Harden fat ass in the post too. <laughs> and Harden is a fantastic post defender. Harden is a great rebounder. He's a key piece to what they do rebounding too, especially on the Nets too. You know, Harden left the Nets. I mean, granted, the Nets weren't a great rebounding team, but Harden was a big key to what they did defensive rebounding too just like Luca you know what I mean there's just so many I know people hate it but like if you really look at it like take the hardened hate out your heart like we're not you know what I mean like if you look at it like I'm talking like basketball wise in Harden's prime right now right now we're not talking about Harden right now Harden right now is cooked I'm talking about like I'm talking prime Harden I'm not talking Harden right now I'm talking like Houston Harden and even then Luca is still not the scorer um Harden was to that degree but like I said their games are still different they're still different but that that in my opinion at least I'm not if you don't have that as his closest comp that's fine but in my opinion I strongly believe that's his closest comp yeah yeah I I just think it's LeBron 
Well, you know what? LeBron's close. No, 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 SJ. You're right. You're right. When, because I can't get second year Luca out my head. Mm, Exactly. Where shaky three point shooter, but elite at the bucket. And that's not what Luca is anymore. Mm-hmm. And you're right. You're just right. I, I keep, I, you know, we watch these games every day. I've literally watched every game of Luca's career. And second year Luca was LeBron, elite. Like, I don't think Harden was ever as efficient at the rim as. Uh, Luca was. I think it was dead ass to score that many points. Luca was like up there with like Giannis and yeah, Bron- yeah, yeah, and Bron. And I was just like, that's the LeBron comp, pass to the corners. But Loki, he's not that player no more. Um, he just yeah. ain't. So you're right. It is more. It's it swung back towards hard. Yeah, and uh, his game is more diverse. Like I'm not like yeah. he, he's taking middies. He's like it's 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 different, especially um with their you know side of the floor and step by it's just all that it's, it's like all it's just different but if you're talking about overall like game play style all that like um like Luca like Harden is rarely off the ball it's the same thing with Luca Luca is rarely off the ball mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really Harden's Houston days like I said like Harden was rarely off that ball and it's, it's the same thing here it's really the same thing here but um like I said um that's not the point here um like you said he's 23 his game is going to evolve so much. Like I, like I said, we're in, we're looking at this in the long haul, what he is right now, what he will be tomorrow is not what he's going to be like down, you know, in five years. So I'm just enjoying it. He's still very damn good. And I'm riding my boy, you know, throughout it all. Hey, real quick, real, real quick question. Um, We about to wrap this up. Literally, I think this is the last thing we'll do before we wrap this up. Dinwiddie, Bullock, and Josh Green for Rudy Gobert straight up, no picks. Don't let me exit this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm hey, because you know how I feel about Rudy Gobert, and I'm like, here's how I feel honestly, I'm talking about him because. They're not trading him to us. Stop it. The police that we just kicked their ass at the playoffs. They're not going to give us to him, especially when the word is, you know, coming out of there is that they're trying to um to build around Mitchell. They're not trying to rebuild. Like that's that's not what they're nah, trying to he, he, do. So, he's he's, he's going to enjoy himself in uh in Charlotte. Yes, yeah, so I think that's what I'm saying. He's going he's going to the east. Robert's going east. So <laughs> I would like um people to get over that. And no, I, that's the thing. I'm not giving up my, if they want our bad contracts and Tim Bertans, those kind of people, sure. Um, If you want to, but I'm not giving up my wings. I'm not giving up anyone my wings. I don't care. Not for, not for, is, I'm sorry. Just, I just want to stop talking about Gobert right now. It's like, it's, it's reminding me of, um it's not the similar situation. I don't want to disrespect Gobert too much, but it's like when um the Lakers played the Rockets in the bubble and they didn't guard Westbrook and then traded for him like a year later. And then they ended up having similar problems. We're going to, we exploited Gobert and we're going to trade for him and then have somebody else exploit him with us. Like, come on, stop thinking about Gobert. <laughs> like, end of story. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're 100% right. If And I, I just, I think the 
team where it makes sense ain't here. But man, I feel like this is gonna be such a hot topic. It's still a hot topic conversation. It was yeah, like, but why are we talking about off season? We're in the second round. Like it's a bad habit. I know we're used to right now. It's around the time we're used to talking about off season shit. <laughs> like, I, uh, you're right. You're right. Habit, you're right. You're right. Come on, guys. We're on to better, bigger, and better things. Let's I just, it's just you know what's coming as well as I know what's coming, and it's gonna happen. And we'll based on our prediction, we get there. We got about we, two more weeks. We got about two more weeks until yeah. we could maybe talk about this. You're, you're right. You're right. But anyway, did you have anything else you want to touch on? Any other no, takes you want to get off? Um, yeah. So that's it. Shout out to my homie SJ. Listen to Hoopstresses. That's where I found out Luca be off them ports. Yeah. That's you, it. You get, yeah. You get um hot hot. Takes not takes, but that like, one take that was just information. You get hot gossip, yeah. You yeah, gossip. yeah, yeah. I, and that's uh, coming from someone in the league, by the way. That's not um, he's he was on Mark um Jordan Poole's trainer. Jordan Poole's trainer. So yeah, yeah. Take a listen to that one. Yeah, that was uh, it was interesting because like I was like, nah, that dude is hating, and I DM somebody while he was talking, and they was like, yeah, man. There's some other stuff uh, we're gonna talk about off the mic that also was interesting to me, but. Yeah, Luke a wild boy on the cool. Um, thank y'all for listening. Listen to Hoopstresses on um, Tuesday nights, right? At the buzzer, yep. Um, at the Hoopstresses on Tuesday night at um, 9 p.m. Uh, Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Once again, I am Dwight the Vet at 517214. She is the young prodigy, young SJ at SJ Basketball 8. Thank y'all, and uh, we will holler at y'all next week. Hopefully, the Mavs will be up 2-0. We'll see. Bye. Yeah.